Tim-san. Hey! Hey What's up? Hey, good morning. Good morning. That's right. It's a good morning to you, a good morning to me, and to whoever may be listening, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or a good evening, or a good night, and welcome to Dismembering Horror, episode 83 of Dismembering Horror. It's the podcast show where myself, Ryan McDuffie, and myself, Tim Aslin. That is right. We dismember a horror film every week. We talk about (laughs) what worked for us, what did not work for us, and anything we found interesting or noteworthy about horror films that we've been wanting to see, that we feel like we want to talk about. Or on meanwhile, and just kind of digesting them and, and learning how to catalog them for ourselves and our beings. We, uh, well, we're on the quest to see what we haven't seen, mm. which is what I suppose horror is in a nutshell. Is we in a s- nutshell, we want to <laughs> we want to see the unseen. Yeah, mm-hmm. boy, do we! That's always my answer when people ask why horror. That's like what it comes down to for me. It's like if everyone looks left, I want to look right. That's just who I am. Oh my god, it's a clown. <laughs> 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 And yeah, we made it we to made episode it. 83. We made it. And We've we, arrived. Yes. It, it took 83 episodes, but here we are. Here we are at a film we had pulled earlier to watch, but wasn't you actually available. Do you remember where we were when we pulled this? Because it was a while ago, right? We were, we're like here where 50s. we always are. <laughs> I mean, we were in like the 50s, maybe? Oh, no, no. It wasn't that long. It was like 10 episodes ago. Oh, no. Pulled it. Pulled it. Yeah, we decided on it for it. 84. Um. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. remember. It feels like a long time ago, though. Maybe like 20 we've, or so. We've been really waiting. Because this it's... Is, this is the sound of my hands rubbing together. Because <laughs> it's technically a, a 2017 film. So, and I oh, like really? heard it. Yeah, because that's when it came out November 2017 mm-hmm. in Japan. Okay. I gotcha. End of the year. So, and had been there had been talks on Shudder about it coming out, or I had heard about it. So, I just assumed it was already on there. But, nope. It was not, but it worked out because we nope. were meant to watch it now Ugh. on Blu-ray, courtesy David Sims. Thank you if you're listening. Um, oh yeah, good um, one, David. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, we'll we start off. If there's nothing else you want to offer, or contextualize Tim. We start off with the trailer. Um, contextualize. <laughs> I just hear you. Do I want to contextualize anything? How can I contextualize this moment a little bit? Ryan's got a very nice uh, sort of sweatery. What would you call that? It's a sw- it's a long, open, non-buttoned, sw- long sleeve sweater thing. <laughs> it's sort of like a it's sort of like a trench coat, but in sweater form. It looks extraordinarily comfortable. I appropriately so, not to name drop or oh. place drop, I Uh-oh. got it in Tokyo. Hey! <laughs> wow, how apropos. All right, let's do it. The trailer. Cool. One cut of the dead. This is the 
裏ではある実験に使ってたんだってある実験人体実験Wow. So, yeah, that was the original Japanese trailer, which does spoil the big,、uh, well, where it's all headed.、Mm-hmm. Which I don't think the American trailer did or does. So, wow. <laughs> so, well, I guess, and I mean, hopefully, if, you've, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you've seen it because、um, not、yep. having seen a lot's predicated on not having seen it. Uh, or not having no, knowing what's, of course, <laughs> not knowing,、uh, I guess, the twist or exactly where it's right, going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very glad I didn't know、yeah. anything, to be honest. Totally. Which is lucky considering that there so much time had gone by between us pulling it and watching it that I could have you gotta, easily. You got to tip your hat to the fans on this one. I think did a really good job of like, keeping it all keep, and not spoiling it. Yeah. Under wraps.、Mm-hmm. Mm. No, this wasn't a mummy movie, Tim.、Oh. <laughs> you were saying it like, is this a pun? I know. I was trying to. <laughs> It's a wrap. I was、uh... searching. <laughs>、um, mm. All right. Well, after the trailer, we move on to our rating. Per our rating system, would we are- tell ourselves, would you tell yourself, Tim, to avoid it, stream it, rent it, or buy it? Wow. Hmm. I. God, I'm very on the fence of buy. Like. God. Me too. Fuck, would I buy this? Again, it's always hard when we just watched it. I know. I think I want to see it again.、Yeah. I mean, I know I want to see it again. It's so fun. Yeah. And the spirit of the kind of fun it is is just so wonderful. Yeah. It, it really it's, it is so joy.、Uh, What are you、evoking. doing with your muscles? That's really distracting. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I was doing it. I'm just contemplating life and I have my, <laughs> have my hands on my head and my biceps just automatically. Twitch. It's like as distracting as when people do that with their chest. It's、oh, so visceral. The worst.、Um, okay, I'll stop for you. <laughs> It's really weird looking. I think I'm a buy because of how, yeah, like how joyful it, it is as a movie and how good it, I felt afterwards. I was just like, that was so f- fun and lovely. Yeah. There you go. I'm a buy.、Oof. I'm a buy. That's good. Right next to possession on my shelf. <laughs> Another <laughs> buy it. I, I know. I like, I really, it's hard because, like, coming in after having just seen it, where I don't feel like I need to immediately see it again, of course, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it was, it was so good as a rent it. But, like, it's. <laughs> I think maybe, okay, okay. I, I wasn't coming in feeling this way, but now maybe I do want to give it a buy it because I just feel like to buy it is somehow supporting a good cause.、Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I um, don't know. Maybe it's also because, like, you know, my we borrowed my friend's Blu-ray of it, so I don't feel like I have to buy it, like, in a really <laughs> practical reason oh. right now that I've had it, you know, he's lent it to me for a while now since till we have uh, had to watch it. Well, here's a question. Would you say that the bonus features make it that much more, you know, you know, have uh, owning it and having access to those bonus features, does that push you in a direction? Um, I don't know if I need to revisit. I will say the be like the actual making of it was almost like a fun extenuation of the movie itself because you just I would get imagine, a, yeah, on another level, yeah, so many layers, the making of it. And they do have, um, the director was wearing a GoPro helmet during like the, the all the long takes. And um, they have one of the, I guess, the take of the take that they use. Jesus. So you can see it behind take the scenes. Take of a take of a level. take? No, I'll, I'll just, you know, I just, why not get in the spirit of it? I'll say buy it too. Woohoo! Double buy. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really fun. Also, just so fun to have something that's a, such a later era tiered zombie film, like, mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a big part of why... It's a buy for me is the ability for a genre film to break down the genre sort of in the way that Shaun of the Dead did. And that's like why it still stands up is because it is not just falling into let's do a zombie film. Yeah, it's cool. It's It's taking it to another sort of. It really is a come full circle of like Shaun of the Dead kind of breaking open a certain yeah. self-awareness thing and then blah, blah, blah. But then having one cut of the dead go, because then what Shaun of the Dead does is help propagate and, you know, all the other zombie movies the last 20 years mm-hmm. help propagate just sort of the whole idea of like the zombie genre, like is such a thing. Right. So how do you then take another further look at that and make it about that fact, people making a zombie film? <laughs> It's cool. Right. Yeah, I like it. Great. Well, I hope you more than like it because I don't know. Did you? Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll buy it. I like it. Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, I like that aspect. Oh, of it. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I right. like that that's what it did. Um, I love the movie. There, that's what oh, we want to hear. I love it. <laughs> uh, one quick question. So... I've, I'm sure I've used this term on the podcast, but I recently was in New England visiting friends and family and all of that. And twice I used the term inside baseball and got blank looks like they had never heard that term before. Have you heard that term before? Yes, but not until probably like last year or two. I didn't realize it was sort of not a, what would you call that? colloquialism well it's i, I mean feel it like is one but not a wide it's very one. within like politics is when you hear it and even and, then it's not super super used hmm. so i think anyone who's not like paying close attention to politics maybe okay here have heard it well having said that the reason i bring it up is because this movie i would use it in reference to this movie but if a lot of people don't really get what i'm saying let me explain inside baseball very simply for anyone who doesn't know, because I had to do it twice with like my f- family. It's like, you guys, okay. fuck the fuck. Anyway, so inside baseball is really simple. It just means baseball, it comes from the fact that baseball is a very complex sport 
from an intellectual standpoint. It's a simple sport from just a plane. You know, like you hit the ball, you run, whatever the fuck. But there's so much complicated rules and just absurd sort of shit that comes along with baseball. So the term inside baseball means you're inside the the kind of the insular world of that complex thing. Mm-hmm. And so I use it often to describe any film that deals with film. Like mm-hmm. it's inside baseball, meaning it's inside the industry, a thing that only people in that industry know about and the complexities or the nuances of that thing. So just so we're all on the same page, that's what I mean when I say inside baseball. All right. Got it. Great. (laughs) Now we can move on to our summary of the film. Okay. My summary of this film is it's very inside baseball. (laughs) Actually, here's my way of putting that, Tim. And I need your, I need like. You need my validation. Yes. Tell me if this is right. Mm -hmm. One Cut of the Dead, uh, originally titled or Japanese title, Kamara o Tomeru na, which means don't stop the camera. Oh, cool. It's okay. It's about, well, it is a movie about the making of a zombie movie that's about the making of a zombie movie. Hold on. Hold on. Let me follow that. Yeah. That's about about the making of a zombie. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's definitely right. Okay, great. I, at one point, I had an extra making of a movie in there, I think. No, because the the initial zombie movie that we see is the half hour, one cut, one take yeah. movie. And, and that. that movie itself is about the making, is, 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 a, a, zombie is movie. a zombie being made. Right. It's a zombie movie about a zombie movie. Being Correct. Made. So the special feature documentary Fuck. that's a behind the scenes of this movie would be a movie about a no a movie oh, about shit. the making of a movie about a zombie movie that's about the making of a zombie movie <laughs> holy hell wait but but hang on the 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 half hour movie that's the the half hour movie is a movie and in that movie somebody is making a movie yes Right. So that's just the half hour movie. Yes. That, that's a movie inside of a. It's a movie being made. Okay. It's a movie You're about right. a movie so, being made. So it's a movie. So it's actually, there should be three. Okay. I right? was right the first time. So wait, then it's a movie about a movie being made. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's a movie about. You have to go backwards, right? Because the movie itself, One Cut of the Dead, is the first movie. Okay. And that movie is about a guy who has been asked to make a movie. So that's two. And inside of the movie that he's making is a character making a movie about the zombie apocalypse. So that's three. Mm -hmm. So it is three. So it's a movie about a movie that's about the making of a zombie movie. That's about the making of a zombie movie. <laughs> you added one too many movies. No, th- a, th- that's right? because that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's a movie about the making. Yes, it's the it's a mo- you go backwards. It's a movie about the making of a movie about a movie being made 
about the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> All right, let's just quit there. <laughs> if, if you have a way of putting it, if your brain can tackle this this kind of thinking, let us know. <laughs> okay. That's this challenge. So, so On top that's of that, our summary. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what that looks like is... Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's so cool. It's basically, it is three, I'll play as three distinct acts. The first act is right. a zombie movie. It's a one-take zombie movie short film at, what, 36, 37 minutes? I think so, yeah, 37. Um, that is about some ragtag people, filmmakers, making a zombie film that then turns into a real-life zombie Right, attack. because the premise of that is that the director is so obsessed with making a perfect zombie film that he... He follows along a uh, folklore curse and pours blood out in some ritualistic way on the roof of this building they're in to to uh, evoke the um, zombie apocalypse. Right, right. And actually, for this whole review, this will stay true for this section too. It's like we what's so unique and interesting. Part of why this movie is so fun and cool is that we. Like, we'll be talking about this as an isolated short film, taking mm -hmm. it as face value. And then in addition to also putting right. it in a whole entirely different context of it being a of then watching the behind the scenes right. of how this is made. Because, yeah, because we watch that short film in its entirety unbroken yeah. without any context first. Yeah. And then when that ends man, I really was like, where the fuck is this movie going to go? Like, <laughs> right. like it just ended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we learn the context of the making of that short film. Yeah. Which is, what's the director's name? I actually, the character? Yeah. The, really Takayuki. Okay. Is the actor oh, and so the character. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So Takayuki is, he is a middling TV director or like what is he he's, he's he's like some little he's like a promo guy right yeah just producing video content kind of like yeah. promos whatever and he has a really funny sort of like uh philosophy of like media if it's medium is fine yeah like it's good enough yeah is yeah. his attitude like <laughs> just get it done and it's good enough so he's He's really underachieving here. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets approached by um, a TV studio exec or guy. Or he approaches them? I forget. Mm, that guy comes to him okay. and, yeah, 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 and yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, pitches yeah. it. He's like, you're good at making shit on the fly. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, kind of, I guess. Well, then, yeah, so then this whole middle section is just sort of the preparation for the making of the short film that we just watched. And to be honest, it's traditionally what you would see it in the first act of a movie. Yeah. You meet the main character, you see sort of like what his um, status quo is life-wise. You you see him at work, you see him at play, you see him at home, right? So we, we meet his family, you see that his wife is, you know, kind of just... She's just a cool wife, but we don't get a whole lot of context for she. She's like really supportive. Uh, she likes what he does, um, but we don't really know much about her. And then their daughter is a budding filmmaker as well. And she's kind of a little over the top, like she's struggling to not. Uh, 
she's struggling to stay in line as a you know on a film set yeah and and it it's sort of she's sort of the foil to him of if he's the guy who plays everything safe she's the exact opposite she's like no this is how it goes yeah 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 and that's sort of we gotta keep the film alive right and so we then learn also that the that his wife was an actress back in the day and gave it up but we don't get the reason why until later yeah so all of that and what and then obviously he's approached to to make this live streamed not streamed live broadcast one take unbroken zombie film about a director making a zombie film and the zombie apocalypse happens during it yeah so and he's like holy fuck like i'm gonna at first he's like this is a crazy and you guys are joking right and they're like no <laughs> we're yeah. serious are you in and he says yes <laughs> so that then then we we were you know we have to see him wrestle with that that challenge yeah and it's fun we get the sort of the gathering of the team and then it's all i don't want to say it's all but it's largely just kind of functioning as set up for this last act it's, it's kind really of- yeah it's really laying the groundwork for the context of any questions we had when we watched the original short film. Yeah. Because there are a number of moments in the original short film that are a little like, what exactly, like, why is that happening? (laughs) Yeah. And you don't get an answer until the third act when we then watch the actual making of the short film. Right. That's the last act. and, And we see... The reasons for all of these head scratch moments. We basically follow along with them shooting this live long take um, and not a long take in itself. It's not a third long take. Um, you, Wait, what? I'm saying the the last act of the movie in itself isn't a long take. It's a traditionally shot film with separate shots about a long take. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. There are cuts. Yeah, everything. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome because it's behind the scenes watching how they made this thing. Yeah. For one, that's awesome by itself. But also the the uh, answers to our questions of what the fuck was going on. Why is this crane shot so wobbly? so fun yeah because they're these like aha moments and 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 they take all of these things that are set up in the second act you know like for example the sound guy can't drink hard water or else it gives him diarrhea what's so cool it's a combination of you get like aha moments simple payoffs to setups and things just taking on completely different contexts. right it's just like working on so many unique interesting levels i had never really seen anything it is fucking brilliant Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day it is really brilliant and like it it's such a it's such an interesting thing to try and wrap your head around to be like, oh, wait, so you had all of this had to be constructed backwards in order for it to work. Right. Or you had to I think the other option is you had to do a trial where you try to do the movie and you you see all the problems. I mean, maybe you just do this hypothetically. And you see all of the places that shit can go wrong 
and you go, cool, now we have these like markers for where things can go wrong. Let's write story reasons for those things to go wrong that are fun and funny. Yeah. It's fucking genius. On all sorts of levels, they must have come up with stuff. Well, anyway, that was already swaying from summary to what worked. <laughs> so I think in that high praise you ended with. So how about we just go ahead and move into what worked? Okay. What worked? What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? It worked like a charm, Smith. What worked? What worked for you? I mean, okay, well, to break it down because, okay, more some just like grand things. Kind of, you know, got this from another review, but just really had to agree with it. But just that whole spirit of like, just got to put on a show that's yeah. just imbued in this film is I just think so fun and refreshing, especially kind of in a, such a not, I mean, yeah, maybe nihilistic, but just kind <laughs> of, you know, skeptical kind of, um, I don't know, you know, a lot of pessimistic worldviews out mm -hmm, there or mm -hmm. just kind of like not wanting to uplift and encourage people. It's just, I don't know. It just felt such, such a, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. yeah. I think there's something extraordinarily compelling about taking on a challenge that your practical mind says that's a bad idea and saying, and, and sort of saying, fuck it, like, we're going to do this. And in the spirit of we're going to do it, we're going to figure out ways to solve it and make the sh like it's the show must go on kind yeah. of attitude, which you don't see that much anymore for lots of good reasons, because things crash and burn very easily, in, especially in the film world. But then as we see, you just keep you use ingenuity, you lean exactly. on each other, you figure it out. Right. You use teamwork and you, you That's know, what, collaborate. It's yeah, so fun. I couldn't think of a better ending yeah. Of, of, a, of the human pyramid just kind right. of as a metaphor right. of like we all working together so good putting our backs on the line to support each other just for this end goal it feels so good yeah <laughs> because it's not cynical mm -hmm. that like in a time of cynicism all around us all the time and maybe that's always been true it's so nice to see something that's not yeah and it makes you feel good and to, I think a big part of that to kind of transition what else worked for me is the casting where this group of people, not necessarily as, it's like, not necessarily as far as ragtag, but that kind of gets at a spirit, mm -hmm. you know, of it for sure. But that they're all the kind of person that's just so much fun to see like succeed or have to like, like they're the, a lot of them seem like the kind of introverts who are mm -hmm. the ones to then step up and go, Hey, we got to still do this no matter what. And then yeah. you just see them shine when yeah. the moment calls for it. They're, it's, they're just all so fun. Well, one of the things that is, I think quite brilliant about the character construction is that every character has an arc, mm -hmm. a very clean one too. Right. So a lot of them are kind of coming from that, like underdoggy, thing where we root for them in that respect but even the people who are we kind of are like you your your character is a shittier person or whatever for example the the star the lead guy who uh the daughter has a crush on mm -hmm. 
he's kind of pretentious, right? Like he comes in, in being a little bit egotistical and a little pretentious, a little know-it-all right. and all the, the things. The director has to placate him telling him yeah. you're the real star. Right. And then when, when shit starts to really hit the fan and it, it or wait, the, was that in the short film itself? Wait, are you talking? No, no, no. That's you're right. You're okay. right. He, he placates it in the short film. He slaps him. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of gets a little bit of his comeuppance. Yeah. And then in, in the spirit of, he becomes infected by the spirit of camaraderie and let's get it done and like we're all in this together so that by the end he's like helping out he's in the fucking human pyramid like that that's so fulfilling Mm -hmm. to watch characters make that arc like seeing the daughter take her what's considered a weakness as being too bossy or too sort of like hard-headed and like this is the way it goes find her space and and use that quote unquote weakness as a strength to make this thing happen. Yeah. Seeing the wife take on a thing and like overcome kind of her reason for quitting acting, even though it does cause problems, but it still makes the film better. Yeah. And she, you know, like she brings herself to the film and seeing the seeing the director go from like. You know, mediocre is is just enough to desperately doing everything he can to make this happen. And like in the final shot, really seeing him. uh, All right. Make it the best it can be. He's directing in the most perfect ways. Right. Like he's holding he's holding the camera behind camera. I forgot. He's 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 given really directing. He's given that moment at the end with pyramid. Do we settle for not the big reveal of the the. The, the logo or what do you call it? Right. The whatever the pentagram. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, you're right. That's complete arc. And he reaches like, no, we can't settle for less. We can't settle for mediocre. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He gives himself over to the film. To everybody. Director. Yeah. I mean, it's just so joyful to see everybody put their bullshit aside and work together for a common purpose. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest feeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so something I love about filmmaking, one of the many, right. many, many things. Right, and but that's probably know, a big part of it. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Um, so yeah, that character, that character development is fucking great. It's so fucking smart. Were there any other standout example you remember from that? I'm just trying to remember them all now. Um, like one that comes those to are mind. The big ones. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> the drunk was fun seeing him. I mean, I, we'll get to that on different levels. Yeah. I mean, even on sort of smaller levels, you you get the energy of that is kind of there at the beginning when they're having the table read, where it's like you – this is kind of different, I guess, generally speaking. But like the lead actress, uh, she's she's on board, but she's held back a little bit by her people, by the stereotype of her people, where she's like – you know, the script says that I get vomited on and like, I'm kind of okay with that. But like my people say it, it, it's not okay because yeah. I'm a pop star and like, you can't do that. And so in a weird way, it still happens and she rolls with it. Yeah. Right. Like her rolling with it. She could, she could literally be like, we're stop. Yep. And, but everybody, because there is the, I don't know, what do you call that? The, 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 uh, the fact that it's live and, you know, they're trying to achieve this thing 
compels everybody to work a little bit harder, to stay in it a little bit more. It's also, I just, you know, thinking in terms of just screenwriting terms, you also am thinking of um, the producer, the older producer woman mm-hmm. with the face, <laughs> you know, the very distinct face. Very distinct. Um, she doesn't go through an arc, but maybe she just kind of, you know, in a, not in like the, a word of a bad, in the way of a bad guy, but in kind of, you know, in screenwriting terms, that antagonistic force mm-hmm. still, where it's so fun because she represents the, you know, she, she doesn't change, but in the way that works because of just where it pays off in the end, because just how much fun is it in the moment when she goes, oh, great, went off without a, you know, without any problems at all. <laughs> right, right. You know, that's true to her character. She didn't yeah. need to change, but just to sort of uh, emblemize that force. Yeah in the face of everything worked. It was fun. So just good character usage aside from just arcs. Well, actually the one other that comes to mind is the other producer, the guy who hired our director in the first place, specifically because he's like, you're good at mediocre. He tries to shut it down like two or three times. Yeah. And he gets, he gets shut down in that pursuit, right? And it's fun to see him get on board with it exactly. all. Exactly. By the end, he's like, fuck yeah, it's happening. Like, he he could have been the dickhead producer who's like, no, I'm in charge yeah. and I'm shutting it down. But he doesn't because he gets infected by this sort of... Thanks to the, the, the daughter who you said right. is like, was the call to arms. In a, he, let's get really fucking meta and say, I guess the metaphor overall, in a way, is the zombie infection is a metaphor for the infectiousness of, like, working together. <laughs> sure. How you like that? I'll give you that one. Yeah! It's, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> They're good infected. Yes. Yep. I like it. I like it. Why okay, not? cool. Um, just to get out of the way, just a simple one, but the location was totally worked. So good. Okay. Actually, you know, I can, I'll, I'll use this transition to like pretty much my list of what works here. They all fall under, of just more specific things. They fall under the category of like working on one level within the short film, then another level. Like the payoff kind of. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So like. Dude, the set off payoff like (laughs) formula in this is incredible right it is so fucking good uh, well the yes yes my favorite <laughs> it's so good. my favorite example in like the whole movie i think like i mean as on so many levels but just to start with the favorite just because it like i don't know you know when something gets you and it just feels so good to be gotten mm-hmm. was like and again again an example of how it works in both contexts but like i loved it in the short film itself with the, the zombie vomits on the oh guy god. for the first time. Oh my god, so this good. Is great, great. It's like zombie so bullets. And then to see it in the later context, we learn he's drunk. It's like entirely wasted. It's just a drunk person vomit. And that shock and horror on the yeah. per- on the actor's face was genuine. <laughs> yeah. Being vomited on. He actually, you know, it makes me realize why the the way they did set up and pay off is so effective is because if if we had done traditional structure and seen the preparation and gotten all of that sort of character setup of like, oh, that guy's a drunk. Oh, that guy has a diarrhea problem. Oh, the wife, uh, you know, has an, uh, a take it too far problem. If we had gotten all of those before seeing the actual short film. It wouldn't work at all. It wouldn't work, right? Because we would then know 
we would be anticipating those things and we would put two and two together so that the, when we see the actual payoff, well, it wouldn't work. And so the idea of flipping that around and making sure that we're we're still kind of in the dark, right? Like when it happens, it's such a holy shit, of course, we kind like we almost in a way should be able to to see it coming. But it it, 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 yeah. it operates on just enough of a, of a sort of vague level that we're like. Oh, I know that's going to be a problem, but I don't really know how. Well, I want to give it the context again going into this. Like, I thought that first short film, well, or what ended up being just a first short film, like, was going to be the movie. I thought it was just going to, I thought we were watching the movie. Right. I thought it was just going to keep going somehow. I yeah. thought, like, yeah. she was just going to, I was into the short film I enough too, on its definitely. own. Yeah, like, I was, that's why I was confused when it ended. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, how much fun to be taken on that unexpected ride, truly. Yeah. Um, so, you know. But yeah, fully enjoying it just as the These payoffs are, they're hidden enough up until they pay off. Right. Like, like yeah. So another example, like in the, um, Tim, you kind of noticed on uh, that after the cameraman falls over in the short film. Hmm. From that point on, there's a lot more zoom action going on. Oh, dude, that is. <laughs> and then so that we learn, and then the the second act, we learn that the 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 girl who wants to be the she's the basically camera person, the first AC, if yeah. you will, like she's the assistant to the camera operator. That she's like, no, we should zooms are fun. We should do it kind of thing. And then, <laughs> lo and behold, that's why there are zooms. We learn in the yeah. third act that the other cameraman like gets disabled, falling over, and she has to pick it up and take it over. Her moment shine. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's like w- watching the first one. It was working for me, like the uh, the sound person, where it just like was funny that it was just this kind of like I don't know, like a stereotype, but just kind of the idea of the complacent kind of sound, the kind of like doldrum sound person who just right, kind of like right. sits off on the side doing their <laughs> own thing. Like he's like trying to sneak away in the short film. And then of course, then the new angle on that later on, even though it was working in itself is he's sick, has <laughs> diarrhea because he was given hard water versus soft water or vice versa. That can't be a real thing. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> If that's a real thing, I mean, that was please funny. let me know. That was really fun in itself to like be, you know, like like who is this diva insisting on? <laughs> He's like, like hard I, e- I emailed you. Right. I emailed you. And then we're just hating him for that. But then, of course, he's right. And it kind of is like almost <laughs> jokes on us. Like, oh, right. OK. Well, it, it makes me realize, too, I think part of also why this movie works so well overall is that it really, really uh, hugs the line of cliche, but in a in a pleasing way, because. Each of these characters, they're all super, super real people, right? Like they're real representations. In other words, what I mean is sound guys, there is a cliche about sound guys being kind of like whatever and they just sit there. Mm -hmm. There's a cliche about camera operators always complaining about their backs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, these are all real things, right? There's always the over eager first AC, Mm -hmm. right? These are just, they're just people that exist in the industry. (laughs) That's what they are now to varying degrees within their own category. But like, we've all met them. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like the, the, 
director's daughter being like, I want to fucking do it. We know like that's just a thing that exists. The right. director that doesn't believe in himself. Like the director doing 43 takes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we know all those things are real. The 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 sort of um, the lead guy being a little fucking pretentious like <laughs> the actor get, gets yeah. she gets too much into her role yeah like we like these are all just real things that exist like they just are real but you're right no it reminds us you know these are cliches stereotypes come from real places yeah. but that it's important or what this does so well is putting that humanity in there and kind exactly. of reminding us of that in the best of ways right because if i think i guess sometimes the the trap is that you you create characters that are those cliches, but you don't do anything with it. You just have them exist in the cliche. Well, to sort of, I guess, tie it into a thing I was going to maybe say for um, uh, things of note, but that it seemed like they were really developed, the parts with the actors. They kind of like moved the actors around to the different roles, like mm. during rehearsals and had different groupings as to kind of all just kind of, you know, let it congeal kind huh. of thing. Um like one of the actors saying like, oh, yeah, you know, even though I started off thinking it'd be this, then it ended up being this. So you just get that idea that it was a pretty organic way in order to accomplish that hmm. sort of task of bringing out their humanity. That's cool. So, you know, the um, <laughs> all of that's to say the the characterization and the writing or the development. Yeah. Yeah. Was fucking spot on. Yeah, it was great. It was really fun too, having in the short film these gore moments just be super fun of the decapitations and then just seeing like these perfectly orchestrated switcheroos oh, of it's like so good. the it's like what do you call them in, in theater, Tim? Like the people that wear all black like the stagehands, yes. basically like the PAs, whoever mm -hmm. on this, just doing that swift, perfectly timed switch out, throw in mm. the head, pulled up the dummy with the fake head, squirt and then while someone else like squirts the blood spray at I the love exact it. right time as the actress I switches the the axe. Love the squirting blood. Yeah. Every time it happened, it's like, <laughs> I just got to get this out of my system, Tim. I get hope it you out. Join me. I hope it's not diarrhea. Pum. Oh, pum, 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 pum. <laughs> oh my God, that that was another example of the pum lady of bringing like I guess in in a meta a meta way. If we were just talking about him in an actual way, the actors are bringing their humanity, to, you know, to mm -hmm. the role. That was a meta way of a, a part of an actor bringing their humanity to the role where they those moments where they had to improvise, right. like were so much fun. And that was one of them where like we just bought it watching the short film. We just bought at face value that this was written into the short <laughs> yep, film of totally. like she talks about her own <laughs> that she has a hobby of self-defense and the one she just learned is poem. Yep. And then within the short film, it was so much fun when she goes crazy and to have her escape from being captured <laughs> doing that technique. We just over hear her in the background. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> there she is. Well, what a, the, 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 the brilliance to me too and why it feels so good is that the, uh, all of these things are solutions Right. And so when the stakes are high and we know that when we're watching the the third act, the the actual execution of all this stuff and you see and have context for all the things that can go wrong. Scenes seen on the fly solutions when things are high stakes 
are, are it's it's like it's like whenever you're watching um I don't know like a sporting event or something and and you're watching like the last pin teeter and in, in, mm-hmm. in, you know and you're like please 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 fall over oh god good it did it did great okay they got it we're on to the next thing and that anticipation of the solution and like watching it form and work even if it's like really hard like him holding the drunk man up <laughs> yeah. all of that it's like we're like oh 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 yeah 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 it's working it's working okay cool well, like we're still alive right to see her solution of being like i'm going to talk about this thing and i'm going to do pum right. it was yeah worked in itself in the short film but then just once seeing the the behind the scenes the last act as an example of improvisation then yeah. seeing how that was the solution to what was one of like one of a, a, a joyous favorite moment from the short film itself. It's just like exactly like the fun of yeah. learning about our favorite movies of like, whoa, whoa, that, you know, favorite line or iconic line was actually improvised. Here's Johnny was improvised. Right, right, you know? exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're sort of, it's, it's the, you know, tiptoeing along the sideline and staying in bounds. Yeah. It's so like, oh <laughs> shit. Okay. We're okay. I, I mean, you mentioned the drunk kick and that was cracking me up so good. seeing him. Okay. Well, and again, feeling <laughs> like I was just played like a fiddle in the most satisfying way because I, when it was just th- thought it was the short film that we are watching the performance of him, I thought was like, <laughs> Oh, this is such a good zombie performance. <laughs> no, like I the know. way he was looking in the window and just kind of seemed totally empty and clueless yep. and dead eyed. I'm like, Oh, I like, it was really affecting to me in the context of he was a zombie. He was like a scary zombie. And he's, no, he's just a clueless drug has no clue. What's... Right. He's passed out. <laughs> he's passed out. <laughs> His eyes open. Directors holding them like weekend at Bernie's. Like. Oh, yes, <laughs> so good, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, the what are some of the other big solves? Um, oh, I mean, one that I love is it's kind of a reverse solve. It's like more of a um, a problem, I guess, but it makes it so exciting. Is when the wife flips out when we get that clue that. Oh, the reason she we get it really late. Like the daughter's like, oh, yeah, the reason that she quit acting because the the producer's like, she's really great. Like, why did she stop acting? The daughter's like, well, actually, like she kind of has a tendency to take it too far. And and then so we see flip out and immediately we're at that point in the film where she's flipping out. She's jump kicking people. She's jump kicking the zombie extras. I loved (laughs) seeing her jump kick them in the original film so much that 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 learning that that's the reason she's doing it made it that much better. Because I'm like, oh, it's conflict now. Like, it's like she's not doing it because she's awesome. I mean, she is doing it because she's awesome. But it's not awesome in the context of trying <laughs> yeah. to get this thing made. <laughs> well, it's, it's but it's like all again that it's just all for this end goal of the better film, like imagining it without the short film, without those yeah. jump kicks where it's like, well, what would have been aside from that? It felt like that was so cool to have in the movie. And like, right. you know, it's just because they they cast her and she got too into her role. She was jump kicking them. Um, yeah. On a oh, kind of man. fun level, too, there's when watching it, just the short film there were touches that I just had to write off as like 
this is what I like about, you know, what feels unique as Japanese sensibilities of just kind of like odd moments or kind of taking things to the extreme. So like example, when you're just watching as the short film and the director is flipping out at the main, oh you know, the, the lead actor um, just yelling at her, saying, it's not real, but just like how much he's committing to it. Um, that was like, again, working for me on the level of just the short film and like, okay, this is, yeah, good Japanese um yes short short film um and then to get it later on of course then the reveal for that is like he's had to jump in at the last minute as the actual director to play the director role and is just like giving it his all you know right away taking it to his vision it's the way that was really fun yeah i mean i think overall it's 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 a constant um exercise in Watching somebody be handed a seemingly insurmountable and unwanted challenge, and they go, "Fuck it, I'm in. Let's just <laughs> let's just go." Yeah, and they commit to that. Like even though it seems like all for all your rational brain, you know, whatever the monkey mind like is saying don't do this when we see people take on the challenge and just go for it even if they were to fail we would we still i think respond positively to people being like i shouldn't do this and i don't want to do it i'm resistant to it i'm jumping in and when we see that we go oh yeah oh okay cool (laughs) like here we go (laughs) what's gonna happen (laughs) yeah (laughs) and yeah i mean that the (laughs) The moment of him fucking, we think, oh shit, he's, well, we know what he does, but like, we can see him, the character, the director character going, I'm not up for this when he's told he has to take on the role. And the next beat is him full force going, you have to do this. You have to make it real. real. And the and then we get the the producer going, "Wow, he's really going. He's going full on." <laughs> yeah, and it's like hell yeah. Yeah, he fucking said, "Fuck this, I'm going." Yeah, and with that's uh, to me, that's like so so exciting. And then, because we all have the voice in our head saying, "Like, hang on, maybe play it safe. Maybe you shouldn't do this. Maybe you're not up for it. Whatever." And to overcome that, and to watch a character overcome that is so exciting. And then. Then again, the reminder what's this film, why it maybe doubles that is because then that is also happening on the meta level. Right. To watch in the behind the scenes, them having to put on that pyramid, the human pyramid. Like you should see that guy, the guy who plays the director, he's, you know, he was getting the worst of it being at the top of the pyramid and then having to hold up the the girl on his shoulders. Right. Like so many times they do try and take it after take. He's oh, like, oh, no. it's, it's dangerous. Let me down. I'm slipping. I'm slipping kind of thing. Oh, shit. But in the end, they they did it. And um, to the director's credit, too, you know, I think just uh, as another what works for me about this is when so much of it, the film is about capturing a certain spirit. It being a low budget film only supports that yeah. energy of just yeah. everyone having to pick, you know, hold whatever they have to to support that human pyramid right like he was saying if this was a bigger budget thing we might have um you know had wires that we erase later helping to hold mm-hmm, up the pyramid mm-hmm. but um no 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 you had wires in your belly <laughs> yeah they're called your abs <laughs> i loved again all those moments where they looked at were in the short film it felt like it 
totally worked. They were just like looking off camera dramatically or whatever, but they were actually looking at (laughs) a cue card, reading them. (laughs) Yeah. Again, that's to me, that's the, like the excitement of the solution. Yeah. Yeah. But just stuff taking on this double meaning too. Again, Mm -hmm. that, that's what really gets me. Um, so good like yeah I, like almost <laughs> when, when watching the first short film this was you know i almost had to put you know was thinking oh okay what what am i what did not work but really you know in the end it it, it works entirely right, right. uh but the, like during when we were watching the short film i was like screaming at it in a not fun way when um the cameraman falls over and the zombies getting the girl and um like it, there are these other people around, but we're like, no one is helping. Like, where did everyone else just go? I thought they were all right there in the van. Like, I just didn't pick right. up on why they all fled or what they were all doing. Like, we just didn't have that content. At least I missed it if there was that. Mm. So I was frustrated. Um, but then, of course, you know, later on, what do we get? Like, see the behind the scenes. Like, oh, it's just it's just mayhem at this point. <laughs> They're all running off to put on the the makeup in time or whatever they have to do you know like they're going on yeah. to the next thing and this was the mistake he actually fell <laughs> right right was it supposed to take this long <laughs> um, that was just fun having you know a moment um, work then retroactively work it right was, it was cool well it makes me wonder and maybe with with the other extra stuff that you watched you can speak to this but. It makes me wonder about certain moments that when they filmed the short film in actuality, that they kind of had to do that first, correct? They shot it before that other the other sections of the film, yeah. Right, because you have to make sure that anything that does happen in the filming of the actual short film, the one the oneer that you have to match later. You have to keep the, the, the continuity. So there's one moment when we see them shooting in the third act, we see the context for them shooting and the cameraman running through the sort of vines that, that area after, after the, when the zooms are happening and all of that, right. Uh, the cameraman falls down the camera woman, the girl who has picked up the camera falls down as the camera person. We see her do that. When we see the, the behind the scenes, behind the scenes post credits, the actual cameraman, when they were actually filming the short film falls down there. And I wondered if that was just something that happened, that he actually just fell down. It, which is what it looks like, that it was just a, he just fell because, you know, he tripped. Yeah. And so it makes you realize that anything that happened in the filming of the short film originally, they had to then justify later with the story wise. Well, yeah, it's like how I got to match it. I noticed they matched so well, like, um, you know, when the final quote unquote crane shot was happening, like the camera, you know, in handing it up Mm -hmm. or whatever kind of, you know, jerks to the side a bit at a certain moment and then corrects itself. Like you notice that when you're watching this short film and then, yeah, they can, you know, it's probably not planned, but then they put it in, they match it. Like you're saying. Well, and that's why I say like, you have to, you have to shoot the short, the one or first so that you can know to give context to any little thing that happened. 
Yeah. Which is such a fucking cool... It's just cool. Like, Um, what a fun challenge. (laughs) Another kind of train of thought I went on when at first I was like, when watching it, where I was almost, you know, feeling like, oh, do you know, did the middle section not work for me at all? With just where it felt like when we were watching it, it sagged a little... I like then went on the the train of thought like, no, well, that was first of all, when I was watching it, I I was already like hyped up thinking that the short film was going to continue and it was Mm -hmm. just going to whatever. And it's so high energy. I almost expected, oh, how is it going to keep going? They're going to, you know, I build up this whole zombie film in my head. (laughs) So to slow down for a bit, you know, it just was kind of like took me off guard. Um, But um and the end, no, 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 totally, totally works because I also realized while watching that first short film, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I'd love to see, you know, the story of all these actors putting this together. Like I was literally, right. literally thinking of that. Um, and then also just, you know, the middle portion is such so important to set up the right. last act, not just in like literal, like setting up um, information, whatever, but setting it up as being a breather too. Yeah. <laughs> like well the, yeah the first and third act are so relentless and just holding your breath <laughs> that yeah, you really yeah. do literally have to have that breather through the middle right. section yeah no it's yeah it's it's the way to do it yeah it really worked <laughs> um and then i'm sure you know on future viewings will only further work because you're just that much more in love with the characters and right. wanting to see them and yeah um what else? I don't know. I, I I mean, that's pretty much it for me. It's just sort of like everything's kind of, it's such a fun, well kind of executed machine. Like it just, it cranks in the best way. Yep. So go watch it <laughs> if you didn't. I concur. Shall we move on? Yeah. All right. Next section. If there is anything, what did not work? It's not ready yet. Seems to work okay. No, something important's missing. What did not work? <laughs> I, because of the type of movie it is and how it was executed, I, I don't really have a thing that didn't work. No, I'm scratching my head. It just sort of is... I kind of felt the same way with the lull and the the stark change from the first act to the second act, but it's it's it doesn't it doesn't not work right. It just it's it's a reset, you know, of where we're at, especially just it, a, it, it, a necessary one. Yeah, especially especially just a first time viewing, you're just kind of getting your bearings. That's natural, right? Um, I don't have anything written down. there were times when I sort of thought the, the direct, the actor, uh, uh, Takayuki who plays the director where I just thought to myself, God, this guy is odd, right? He's just a very odd human being. And, and I (laughs) almost thought like, it's too weird. He's kind of too goofy weird for, for me for fleeting moments and then i was like but no that's why that's i love why him he's so, amazing right it's, it's I felt, like what the fuck am i talking he's about he's probably my personal favorite just right to see him like fall into the director role and succeed i think all that is is identification like we there's a part of our brains that is looking to identify with 
a character in 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 anything in books and movies and whatever in life and so because he's sort of super goofy and like i'm less goofy i was like looking for something to relate to and in those moments where i was like man he's really odd everyone tim doesn't know he's actually goofy don't tell him <gasps> what no but like even that where i was like well that's not true you know what i mean i was like i do relate to this yeah. even though like whatever we're not exactly the same i did i even thought i was like ryan's probably really relating to this guy <laughs> i'm not him <laughs> um so you know it was awesome like it ends up being awesome so i can't i don't really have anything well i have some tidbits uh behind the scenes as to mm. what informed the casting that is pertinent to that okay should we just go ahead and move on yeah all right things of note things of note (laughs) this should be interesting so the director whose name is Shinichiro Ueda (laughs) Ueda, Shinichiro Ueda, Uedo-san, Ueda-san. <laughs> um, he, he was specifically wanted actors and looked for actors who, as he put it, were like clumsy or awkward in real hmm. life. Okay. Well, yeah, this guy was. <laughs> but it's so cool to look at this as an exercise and just being like, oh, when you do that, whatever, you're just super endeared to everyone mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And I think specifically for this film the story too is good like you know he's it's about them um stepping up to a task right it was especially fun anyway that was fun to learn the film was uh developed in a workshop don't know many details about the workshop but that was kind of i think a part of it was like you know maybe what can you make on a low budget Mm -hmm. kind of thing that the director was a part of at the time yeah the um more of you know casting people like how they are in real life the the producer lady who like we just couldn't get her face <laughs> this is so unique the Man, director i was really taken aback by her initially because i was just like she's so unusual looking the director said like oh that's you know referenced her face being like that's really her da 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 kind of thing but um he said that you know she's uh she worked in a courthouse and she's a later in life actor, but she was just kind of discovered by someone, but I don't know if it was by him, but just as being like that kind of person in real life and just, Oh, okay. We're just, you're a character on your own. Yeah. You in movies, the part Tim, where it's so good. You're like, this had to be planned of, um, when the blood gets on the camera and you see the cameraman (laughs) wipe it off. That was not planned. I, actually I wondered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, hmm, are they going to leave that there for the rest of the time? <laughs> nope. They wiped it off. Um, and some uh, mo- something as an example of something that was inspired. This is all from an interview with the director on the Blu-ray that mm-hmm. I get this stuff from. But the um, in real life during rehearsals or whatever, the cameramen kept falling over. So that's how that, you know, they okay. use that to inspire that moment in the movie. If you're curious how many takes they did of the the oneer, it's it's at least two. <laughs> yeah, I know that because there's a little bit of clue continuity in the when they were watching the behind the scenes at the end credits. Uh-huh. 
uh, the sky is different in two shots. And okay. it's like, oh, okay. So they had, they had to do it at least twice. Well, it was pouring rain during the whole shoot, apparently. Shit. Like every time Fuck. they before each shoot or whatever, before Ugh. each, I don't know if it was each take or each shoot day, but they had to like use stuff to, to get rid of the water that Ugh. gathered at that bottom. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, what the a bottom area. pain in the ass. Okay, so how many takes? There were six takes done. Okay. And they're four complete takes, which is pretty, you know, pretty That's solid. pretty fucking good prep to get four full all the way through. Yeah. I mean, that's what the whole movie was, was just them going yeah. from sitting, talking in a room, reading, to then standing up, doing it, it's, being in a park, doing it. Dude, being it's location so, rehearsing. I fucking, it made me want to do a challenge like this so badly. I was like, fucking, how fun would it be? And how would you do it? Like, how, like I conceptually, I was like, ooh, cool. Like, what is the process? You obviously you write the script, but then you have to workshop the script and then you have to break it up into sections. You have to rehearse each, each section. You got to get shit down mm -hmm. and you fucking then you got to start executing progressively. I mean, I it's so fun. It's, it's like a idea. play, but the camera person and everyone behind the scenes R is an right, actor too. Right. Uh, yeah. And no, maybe that's why I think it's so exciting is because I came, that was what I originally came up through is doing theater stuff. And like theater can be super, super exciting and fun. Right. When it's, when you have those nights where you'd have just this weird extra fucking energy going on and like everybody sort of feels a little extra t like electricity and weird shit's happening and people are just on it like they're just picking up cues and solving problems and like whatever everything's on the fly and you're just like gotta make it happen well like what am That's i so fun yeah i mean i love in the behind the scenes any moment and like in a long take tour or a play or whatever where it's you know, once you, once you say action and it's just like the trains left the station, it's then so fun where it's like you see the people waiting for their cue who are like are just relying on this whole scene to happen. <laughs> yeah. And they're just waiting outside, waiting yeah. on it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like being in the wings of a theater mm -hmm. and having to do like a quick change. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, I was on. Uh, God, this is in college. We did a we did a musical. I was the prop head for and which was a fucking nightmare. We had like over 150 props. It was o way over the top. Like it was unnecessary. And so there were two two of us prop heads. Actually, Lincoln was my co-prop head. Um, and so Lincoln's my friend. So uh, there were a number of times when we had to quick fly in props like big pieces like there was a ship at one point and there was like a bar at one point we had to fly those things in but we also had to have characters uh it was a sondheim film or a play that goes backwards in time kind of and so you had to like de-make de-age makeup people in on the fly and do major costume changes in like a matter of seconds and you see the te the teamwork thing that starts to happen like on the fly when you know somebody notices like even actors behind stage would notice that the quick change isn't happening fast enough and they'd run over and they'd like help you know button up the thing or whatever with the, the costume heads and you see all of that like we gotta just make it fucking happen man and like everybody jumps on board except for one guy who was kind of a dick but whatever everybody else you know it's a really exciting thing to be a part of mm -hmm. so you know 
makes me want to do another thing yeah. like this, like bridge those two things. I think maybe that's part of why I like this movie so much is because it, 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 it's nostalgic for that type of experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, so I said, you know, they got made it through four out of the six takes. The two that didn't make it all through, if you're wondering why they didn't Ooh. make it all through. One uh, was injury. <laughs> no. One, they couldn't the get the zombie makeup on in time oh. for the queue. Another time, not necessarily injury, but the camera person fell over and hit the stop recording button oh. on accident. <laughs> well, bound to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's oh. like that's like I mean that happens in the least um, uh, least shitty circumstances yeah like on my last film there's a full take where in we have the sound because sound rolled appropriately but the camera op hit record twice by accident thinking he he had hit it without knowing he had hit it right and so there's a like the leading up to action or leading up to like the camera rolling the camera was rolling and so when he hit record to roll camera, he actually turned the camera off. And so there's an entire take and nothing was going on. There's I, no actual reason for that. I it was just I, a fuck up. I saw Oh that. yeah, you remember. <laughs> uh, so it was funny. This was the director specifically had in mind. He was making this for Japanese audiences because it was just normal to him that, you know, people, Japanese audiences, they wait for the credits to be over. Mm. So he was just kind of it was just kind of a non-question or something he just kind of had to like, put aside the concerns about. But like um, he heard from a friend that at a screening of it in Czech Republic, this probably happened elsewhere too. The audience they clapped and left after the thirty-seven minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny, right? Oh, that's funny. Anyway, that's a tradition I'm I'm very pro for. I yeah. think. And they do have respect for the filmmakers. Let it come to a close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, surprise, surprise. You know, I mean, common ones. He's saying like, oh, the Night of the Living Dead is one of his favorite zombie movies. He mentioned like Evil Dead also. But then it was fun. You know, he was talking about, well, but as far as, you know, getting inspired by films about filmmaking, the first one he mentioned that he kind of spent time on was Bowfinger. <laughs> I've never actually watched it. Is it good? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, granted, this was me watching it. I've I've been wanting to revisit it for like a decade, <laughs> um, but I watched the DVD a lot. Nice. Um, you should watch it. I don't think I have. You'd probably remember. I feel like I'd remember, right? And then, oh, it was fun. Uh, then I watched the actual making of documentary on it after his interview so then uh the 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 script that's in the movie that says one cut of the dead was their all the actors actual script so it was just kind of a fun mm-hmm. fun touch and that was all i kind of got from the making of as far as specific little bits but it was really fun in general watching the making of just seeing them it's, it's basically just seeing like that okay how do you do this you just all show up together and just do it and talk about it and do it and talk about it mm-hmm. and then just keep getting closer to the shoot day and location hope everybody stays excited yeah you, the the <laughs> the guy the the main actor takayuki whose character is takayuki um he was just like i'd say like i'm just gonna give it my best i'm just gonna don't, don't know what else to say right now i'm just gonna absolutely try my best very endearing character i love 
every time he pops in and is like, action. Yeah. Action. <laughs> that was actually something you mentioned. I loved that. Talk about things that worked. Just yeah. like he comes crazed and obsessed. Him playing that was so much fun. I did want to mention that. Yeah. Um, last thing of note I had, Tim, that I just thought was funny. The 42nd Japan Academy Prize. Um, it's their own, their own award ceremony thing. It won the one award it won in this category, in this, uh, uh, competition. What do you call it? I don't know. Anyway, it won best editing and that's it, which I thought was very curious. Hmm. When uh, long take films win best hmm. editing. Granted the lat, the, 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 the second and third parts. True. Was it just, I think it was maybe just, that was such a unique editing yeah. task and that when it's a long take <laughs> it is hard to pick the take a lot of the times yeah because there's never a perfect one that's right yeah that's interesting <laughs> exactly exactly interesting hmm. noteworthy <laughs> i thought that was an interesting noteworthy thing man best editing it's fun um i think the only other thing that's cool to just mention is how fucking successful it was yeah, just wildly successful, and for I, I agree. I think for good reason. I'm glad that for such a small initial uh, viewing, showing, screening, whatever you want to call it, somebody, the right person, got eyes on it and was like, "No, no, no, no. we everybody needs to see this," and then everybody did yeah. see it because it made a fucking lot of money, which is great. Right, good job. How much? Oh my God! The total grossing was. Oh, oh wait, here. no, that's domestic. No, no, bo- box office Where worldwide. Box oh. office worldwide, thirty point five million. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, for a movie that cost twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's great. <laughs> that's nuts. Cool. Wow, they did it. Good job. They guys. did it. We did it. And talking yeah. about it's it. That's true. It's true. All right, I think that's it for one cut of the dead. Hmm. So now we do if we have any recommendations. Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> I was saying to Ryan earlier, I was going to recommend Dead Ma. You can still. No, I, I don't want to. I double recommended already... uh, nah. something last week. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, no, no. I mean, we already did it. It's cool. It's cool. I've got another one. So I, a friend of mine, I... I don't know how I didn't really realize. I guess I knew this, but didn't really realize it. But she has a podcast as well that is a horror podcast. And I jokingly was like, you stole that idea from me because we met right around when you and I had just started this. But it turns out we were all just doing it exactly at the same time. They are on episode like 83 and, you know, we're on episode 83. 80. This is oh. episode 83. No, I know, but they've released 83. Oh. <laughs> so they're ahead of us by a couple. Um, but anyway, it's fun because it's a totally different thing than ours. What they do is it's called Kim. It's Kim and Ket stay alive. And then dot, 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 maybe um, what they do is they both watch movie and then Kim. So basically, Ket will ex- will like explain the movie. They'll talk about it or whatever. But Kim will have done some homework and try tries to figure out how she if she was the lead character would not die and they talk about that so it's a fun sort of like you know 
back and forth about like oh yeah you know i think this 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 and the you know the getting person. into the world of the horror movie itself yeah. and this the what if and the personalization of like her being like no no no, no. He, like if it were me <laughs> <laughs> definitely i would be alive or not cool um so it's a fun it's a fun romp friends of yours get into it yeah awesome kim and ket stay alive maybe well i haven't been watching <laughs> or reading or whatever i haven't been consuming a lot i listened to the first two episodes which i've thoroughly enjoyed so far of a podcast called wild thing by podcaster laura krantz who's a npr affiliate person and she is basically bringing that um that NPR approach to Bigfoot enthusiast Ooh. phenomena. phenomena. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like that. Coming off of, you know, continuing the, the hellier <laughs> paranormal train. Oh, yeah. Um, but it is just so much fun to hear, like, just just someone just, just someone sane and practical like, follow her curiosity about just people who are curious themselves. And bringing that whole, yeah, the, the, the NPR sheen to it all, you know, you, mm-hmm. oh yeah, here's the sounds of them hiking through the woods there and <laughs> talking to this professor crunch, and crunch, crunch, <laughs> yeah, crunch. exactly, you know, it's called wild thing the, and it's, it's a limited, are there lots of like, like, did you hear that? <laughs> There's no. a knock. It was a wood knock. At least not yet. Oh. Only two episodes in. That's the fun of Bigfoot hunting. But There's the lots tease, of wood knocking. The tease that it starts with is kind of like that makes you like tuned into the rest is she gets special access to what they call uh, Bigfoot nests. Where it's what? like supposedly they're like, like these in the middle of nowhere, these nests that someone or something has made okay (laughs) wow Wow. very detailed like something Mm. um they look like just kind of giant bird nest i guess is why they go but i just love that as the idea (laughs) like bigfoot nests (laughs) they live in nests if you're oh man anyway awesome i'm gonna keep it up just because they're like little half hour episodes nice wild thing and it's limited so it's nice cool all right well my turn it is your turn for next week all right. Just three left. <gasps> wow. Three left. Until we <laughs> refill it, and then we have and many, many more to I, go. Well, I got ink for my printer, so I can print it out and cut them up. Next week will be Tourist Trap. Wow. Okay. I'm excited for that no one. No idea. I've seen it, I think, way, way back in the day. Really? And... Um, it is one that um, there's a, a Joe Bob Briggs episode of on Shudder. Oh, yeah? So I guess we'll, we should probably watch it as the original film, but I'll oh, probably watch it. Oh, it's a slasher from 79. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I can get into this. <laughs> but I'll probably uh, watch the Joe Bob scenes, I'm sure, maybe after the fact. If you watch it <laughs> cool. isolated. Yeah. Anyway, great. Well, until then, you should join us for Two Years Trap. Watch it if you haven't for next time. Watch another. You look at our list of films that we've covered. Mm-hmm. Use as an excuse to watch one. Then join us for a discussion afterwards. Join us. Precisely. You can find us at dismemberinghorror.com. Yeah. Yep. You can email us at dismemberinghorror at <laughs> gmail.com. Com. 
Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and yeah. And our big ask: All if those. you enjoy join the show, please tell a like-minded friend or fiend or foe. <laughs> yeah. Please get some of your enemies listening to this. If they like horror movies too, yeah, yeah you think they might like it. This yeah. could be an excuse for you to to reach across, <laughs> extend a hand. <laughs> Extend a in a false hand. No. So like they grab it and no. It's, oh! it's a good show, right? So it's a it's a nice thing. Yeah, but it's funny to make people shake a rubber hand. That's true. And then you're like, my hand. You don't in, like that gag? In closing, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Ha, 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 ha.